Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's Log, Stardate. I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face-deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp hooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow, we got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any linked subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com slash oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. On Earth, mold is generally fast-growing, requiring only 24 to 48 hours to germinate. In less than three weeks, there can be enough spores for the mold to become visible to the human eye. All it takes is a little moisture to get it going. The mold on board the Oz-9 had the perfect conditions. The spot it occupied was warm and humid, thanks to Leet's exercise regimen, and because it was near the cleaning supplies, it had gone completely undetected during the journey so far. It grew in peace, rooting, multiplying, and spreading. Like mold on Earth, it started off as microscopic spores in the air. Unlike Earth mold, well, pretty much everything else was unlike Earth mold, including the walking, the growling, and the wielding of a screwdriver. <sighs> Back to normal. Normal? What are you talking about? Hmm? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure why I said that. Explain to me again why we're in an empty pod bay? Because we can't practice your eye lasers in a pod bay full of cargo. Why do I keep saying that? Passengers, not cargo. Where did the pods go? Is that relevant? I suppose not. Where did the pods go? I mean, I know the people- Were splashed all over Jesse's windshield? How is that even possible? Things freeze pretty much instantly in space. Oh, they were still steaming. Ugh. Who the hell creates tanners that go that high? I finally settled on Robot Horse One. What do you think? Can we get started? What's your hurry? Lunch date? Did anybody even know? I calculate that mold is growing at a rate of... very fast. So unless you want to just let it have the bridge... Why not? It's not like we're doing anything with it. I'm still making sounds, right? You can hear me. Where did you come from? The kitchens. Lost again, eh? Surprise, surprise. How do you always manage to get lost near a kitchen? You two, seriously. And where does it smell like my grandmother in here? Could you go away, please? We're busy. Ooh, the public relations officer is busy. I can't wait to hear. What are you up to? 
We're gonna help Colin here learn to control his eye lasers so he can kill the mold on the bridge. Eye lasers? For a patch of mold? Huh, couldn't you get dynamite in time? It's not normal mold. It has feet. Feet? And my spanner. A screwdriver. What? So it's space mold? Uh, you asked for normal space stuff. How is hostile foliage normal space stuff? Day of the Triffids, invasion of the body snatchers, attack of the killer tomatoes. Surely you watched all the 20th century documentaries on alien invasions of Earth? Documentaries? Could we, perhaps, get on with the training? What's your hurry? Lunch date? Very funny. Colin has a point. We should get cracking. How about you put those goggles on there, Colin, and we can start. Smashing headgear, spaceman! Too bad they're not night vision. Has any of you ever seen a pair of night vision goggles? Alright, Colin, I've set up a target over there. Just aim and blast and let's see what happens. Right. Aiming and blasting. When you're ready. Nice and easy. Okay, not that easy. Newsflash, nothing's happening. Yes! <sighs> Thank you for pointing that out. Do we have to make him angry or poke him with a sharp stick or something? No, uh, give me a minute. Uh, I'm trying to think of things that make me angry. Need any help? Considering three of them are in the room with me? No, thank you. I'll ignore that for the moment. What made the lasers fire off last time? I don't know. Nothing in particular. I was just in my bunk. Jesse was there, and you, computer. Oh yes, you were accusing me of murdering my wife. Oh yeah, that's right. You were just about to explain how you had nothing to do with her parachute being replaced with sandwiches. I'm sure he thought the sandwiches would save her. Very springy bread or something. A completely reasonable cushion from a hundred thousand feet. A hundred thousand feet? I thought you were the smart one. Excuse me? I beg your pardon? Could we not start that again? I had nothing to do with any of that. Uh, Colin, could you put the goggles back on? Don't be ridiculous. What's going on? I was just as shocked as anyone. My sister showed Colin's internal body tip. Just shut up about hundred degrees. What? what the hell is that supposed to mean? The heat is gathering in. What is that? Yes. His spleen. That's impossible. Don't know about impossible, but certainly happening. Colin, the goggles. Quickly, please. I did not. Kill my wife! The target! Aim at the target! Where is it? All I can see are bright flashes! Ouch! Watch it! Look left! Don't listen to her! Look right! For God's sake! Which is it? I hope we didn't need that. Hey! Watch the main! Watch the main? I've never had hair before. Actually, that's not quite true. Back when the Apocalypse devices were originally created, they each sported a different wig. 
Whether that was a joke or someone actually thought that might help the giant, square, light-suckingly black bombs blend in on a completely white ship is unknown. In any case, the wigs were expensive and ultimately scrapped, but more than one Paco was left with wistful memories of hair. As Colin attempts to get his beady eye lasers under control, elsewhere in Dr. Von Habesetzer's lab, Excuse me, miss. Cheese and crackers. And isn't that a much better transition than meanwhile? Excuse me, miss. Didn't you just say that? I did, but I think I was interrupted. Never mind. I don't know why I said that. Uh, may I ask what you're doing in here? I brought the good doctor some eggs. You? He's fast asleep. Yes. I find scrambled egret eggs to be very... soothing... Would you care for some? He only got about halfway through before succumbing. Uh, sleeping. I think I'll forego the pleasure of that this time, thank you. Were you looking for something? Yes, actually. I think I may have left my journal here the last time I visited. Have you seen it? Possibly. Can you describe it? Small, full of paper. Can you tell me what color it is? Probably. But I'm not going to. You can see how I might find that suspicious. <laughs> I'm an assassin, dear. Everything I do is suspicious. I think I am done now. You can let me out. What is that noise? Uh, yeah, the doc has a healer pod hidden in the back of his lab. The bitchin' freeze is in it. Why would the doctor be healing him? I have eaten all of my sandwiches and hummed all the hummy things, and I am very... Very do you see. I'm afraid I'm not privy to that particular piece of information. But because I am so clever now, I have written a little poem, which I will share with you so you can see how much smarter my ferret is. Is any of that making sense to you? Wait, is the doctor trying to make him smarter? If he is, it's really not working. There once was a garçon from Bordeaux. Well, yeah, this particular healer is special. It was designed for scientific experimentation. Whose ferret was terribly slow. And you know this because... Long story. Point is, the healer goes in both directions. It's a healer and a... non-healer. I see. So, you're reversing the good doctor's progress. It seems safer. When he's per-frozen brain... Are you sure you haven't gone too far? If he loses any more IQ points, he's going to start drooling. Hence the mop. One more session of reduction and I'll set the healer to neutral. That should give us a few days before the doc figures out it's not working. We'll start out again. Whose side are you on, exactly? Ma'am, as soon as you figure out how the sides line up, could you let me know? Right now, I'm on the side of keeping our assassin count to a minimum. Hmm. Does that include me? Not at the moment. While I don't agree with your inflexibility on writing condiments, I do think you're here to protect the ship and its passengers and crew. I'm just not sure why G2 would put both you and an apocalypse device on the same ship. The rest of the crew was in pain. Jesus! Wow, that was weird. That doesn't work. What do you mean, that doesn't work? And why are you not frightened? Of you? 
You haven't mastered the rhyme scheme of a limerick. How frightened should I be? This was a perfect limrook. A limrick's rhyme scheme is classically A-A-B-B-A. Yours was A-A-B-B-B. He could just be deviating from societal norms to draw attention to the limitations placed on the creative imagination by arbitrary rules of form and structure. Sometimes you sound a lot like the other head. Maurice? Maurice. Hmm. Is that what we're going with? Perhaps we could get back to my limerick and to the pain. I have a great deal of hurting and damage to be distributing, I think. The doctor must have changed the settings on the pod again. Looks like he cranked it up to full in positive territory. Does that mean he's on to you? Not necessarily. This thing returns to factory settings every time there's an upgrade. Annoying as hell, but hopefully he thinks that's why the settings keep changing. I do not think the two of you are responding appropriately to the peril you are facing. There should be much more gasping, and even wetting of the pants. If we take the Bichon freeze of when I was awakened as baseline, where do you think this version rates? Above? Below? Above. Peril is a dead giveaway. There are definite fluctuations, but currently I'd say above. Hmm, I agree. When I am free of this pod, there will be a reckoning. A mighty, mighty, woo! That is a pretty color. Oh, come here, little butterfly. I have jelly beans. It's that fast? The brain is very malleable. Especially his, for some reason. <gasps> Along with that. Hmm. Perhaps we ought to go. Will that oversexed croissant remember any of this, do you think? Hazy images at best, I should think. Good. And Joe, about my notebook. Yeah, I'll keep an eye out for it, miss. You uh, might want to take the rest of the eggs. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's so strange, leaving people alive behind me. Does it seem like a feeling you could get used to? Mm, I'll be honest, I don't love it. So while part of the crew is fighting mold, and Le Bichon Frise is becoming mold, down on Earth, the group at G2HQ is deciding their next move, right after they figure out their current move. Mrs. Sheffield, is that you? Oh, hello, dear. <laughs> How very nice to talk to you again. You know each other? Sort of. Mm, yes, we're, um, colleagues, aren't we? With a capital C. <laughs> After a fashion. Colleagues is a bit of a stretch. I don't understand. I thought you worked in IT. I thought I was the cleaning lady. But I'm not. Or am I? <gasps> no, you got a promotion, remember? You were just telling us about it. Hmm. Was I? Oh, that seems like weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, never mind. What are you doing at Gated Galaxies? Hmm. Oh, uh, is that where I am? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wondered why all the desks were made of cardboard and held together by old chewing gum. <laughs> little, little bits of coloured spittle. 
I think that's what it is. Mrs. S. Oh, very well. Okay, you got me. <laughs> yes, I, I'm actually here to find you, my dear. <laughs> I had a few questions about these plants of yours. It sounds like one of them very nearly ate up your lovely, gorgeous little fellow here. <laughs> Though, admittedly, it does look quite delicious. <laughs> I would. <laughs> Julie? If you know what I mean. Who is this woman who keeps... Stroking my arm. Okay, so first, Mrs. S, please stop petting my husband. Oh, uh, right. Sorry. <laughs> Second, Ben, we need to talk. Um, okay. Taking you off a speaker. No, no, don't do that. What I have to say is big. We're gonna need some extra help. Where's Maggie? At home. Your mom is with her. I told Maggie to spray her with the water bottle if she gets mean. Oh, you didn't. I'm not leaving that poor child defenseless. Hello? Who's that? Is someone there with you? No, he's not on my end. Is he on yours? Hello? Goodness, this conversation is getting crowded. <laughs> I do love a party line. What? <laughs> Who's that? Hi, Olivia. Hello, dearest. Please stop shouting. We're on the same ship, remember? Earth people, I'm looking for Ben. Is he there? I'm here. Who's this? Oh, hey, Ben. This is Lee, the astronaut. Remember? Oh, yeah! We talked over my ham radio. Not even remotely. Don't be ridiculous. But you did talk. Look, Ben, Lee's so bored he's listening to cooking shows. Oh, there's nothing wrong with a good cooking show. No, I'm, I'm quite fond of them myself. I make a good roast rump. Well, we don't have any actual food to cook, and those shows are giving him ideas. Rockin' strudel is a crime against humanity, I'm fairly sure. Look, I really need to talk with Ben and Mrs. Sheffield. Mrs. Sheffield? Is that you? Hmm. It is. <sighs> Who's this? It's Olivia, the AI. We met when you broke into Dr. Von Habedetz's lab. What, almost a year ago, wasn't it? Ah, oh, are you the one that uh, turned on the big magnet and nearly trapped me behind the metal bookshelf? That's right. Then released the ammonia and hydrochloric acid to obscure the exit. Oh, yes. Yes, the fog. Oh, that was a stroke of genius that, that very nearly worked. Yeah, well, you still got away and it took ages to clean up all the salt. You're amazing. Ah, pff, I was lucky. I admit. <laughs> you, you were very clever. Oi! As much as I'm enjoying the Mutual Admiration Society, I do have things to say, remember? <sighs> Go on, then. I have reason to believe these ships aren't what we think they are. Giant space arcs to a better future? Homicidal insurance scams? Galaxy seed distribution and takeover schemes? International plot to undermine supply lines and topple capitalism? Good grief. What are you all doing over there? <laughs> More to the point, my dear. What are you doing? Hmm? Aren't you up to your regulation sunglasses in all this? <laughs> Those are your plants, correct? Not exactly. Look. Stepping on board the Oz-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're going to take that chance... At least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. 
Fan roll by metallic dice games have classic metallic die sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to FanRollDice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. In a world of covert culinary criminal coalitions, Jean-Carlo, we chef, reformed criminal, and celebrity chef, Butch Orson, prepare the brigade, we chef, is dragged back into the dark realm of criminal kitchens. Behind. When old rivals threaten his life's work. Corner! Butch is brought back. Hot. No, 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 no! For one. Last. Cook. Open. Pandora's oven. Yes, Chef! John Wick meets Hell's Kitchen in Yes, Chef. A comedic actual play adventure of kooky culinary combat, refried revenge, and untold gastronomic horrors. Yes Chef is out now on the Dungeons and Drimbus podcast feed. Butchie! A genuine pleasure to see ya. <laughs> uh, I need your help. Uh, I, uh, crap. Uh, hang on. Julie? What's happening? Julie? So, how's Maggie? What? Maggie, uh, still learning the dulcimer? Proficient, or so rumor has it. That's awesome. I always wanted to learn a foreign language. Foreign language? Dulcimer. Uh, what Dutch people speak. Wherever did you get that idea? I want to say Boy Scout manual. There's a certain gentle genius to your ignorance. Thank you. Uh, wait, thank you. Wait for it. Julie? Hey. There it is. Would everybody shut up? Well, I was going to tell you what I found. Oh, not you. I know, dork. Are you safe? Mm, I'm going to take a pass on that one. But there's something you can do to make me safer. Would it help if I sing? Leet? What can I do? Anything. I need you to come to me. And there are some things I need you to bring. Make sure you get them all. Don't come if you're missing a single ingredient. Got that? What's a mugget? She didn't say mugget, dearest. Yeah. Has she always spoken like that? In fits and starts? I think she's breaking up. Normally she speaks in full sentences in the end. Sheesh! What do I need to bring? And where? Julie? Listen up. I have to make this quick. I need vinegar. Ten gallons at least. Tea tree oil. Let's say four or five gallons. Baking soda. As much as you can get your hands on. Hydrogen peroxide. Bleach. Lots of bleach. I don't... Well, hope we won't need it. But it's a good backup plan. And scrub brushes. 
Hello, good fellows. Well met. Have you found our comely intruder yet? What's going on? Who was that? I have to go. Are you in danger? Ah, uh, pass. He did call me comely, though. That's nice. Where are you? Fellows, I think that patch of tall grass is speaking. Damn it! I'm in like Just hurry. What? You're breaking up. Say it again. Did she say she's going to lick someone? Julie? Julie? No, she's, uh, she's gone, I'm afraid. She's dead? What? Oh, no! Who's dead? Julie! Oh, I shouldn't think so. But you said she's gone. Well, yes. The telephone's hung up. It's just out of range, I imagine. Oh, thank God. Mrs. Sheffield, I need some answers. How do you know Julie? What is she up to? Where is she? And how do I get to her? Yes. Jesus if you're planning on carrying on a covert conversation, you might want to move to another room in this extremely large, very empty building. Not like you're hurting for choice. I told you they was up to something. Yes, you're a good boy, Buck. I'll give you a cookie later. Now step back. You crowned my triumph. Sorry, sir. Now, I do believe you know where our fair spy is currently reconnoitering. Spy? Oh, that's exciting. You didn't know. How long did you say you've been married? Excuse me! Man with the goon and the gun is speaking? Oh, yes. Yes, just like a man to interrupt. Do carry on. I don't know where she is. The signal was breaking up and we couldn't understand her. Yeah, you'll pardon my skepticism there, Benny boy. All right, everyone, saddle up. Say goodbye to G2HQ. Soon as it gets dark, we are headed out. Buck, watch him. I'm going to go call a driver. You tried that already. Nobody came. You're right. Congratulations, Buck. You got yourself promoted. Now I have a few things to tend to before we go. You got this? I got this, sir. All right, son. Hammer the testosterone down and out you too. This ain't Alcatraz. So, let's all take a seat here. Nice and cozy together. Where I can keep an eye on you. You know where she is? Hmm? Oh, haven't the foggiest. Pistachio. Oh, I'll have one! Ben, check your phone. Why? She's disconnected. Hey, can the whisper it? Oh, I'm just sharing round some pistachios. Care for one? Little nut? Yeah, all right. I do love a good pistachio. Don't you? Hmm? Julie disconnected, but I don't think Lee did. Yeah. But, uh... What? Sometimes they don't Wait. open enough. Wait, are you there? Fingers are too thick. Still here. So I, How can I help? I lose, like, uh, half the bag. That's not necessary. Hmm? A good whack with something... Solid. I'm not sure yet. Uh, maybe nothing. But can you stay on the line? Oh, they can help right now. Their AI was tracking Julie's call. She knows exactly where Julie is. Uh, I find an empty bottle. Oh, thank God. Ideal. Olivia, right? Where is she? set the pistachio on a hard surface and give it a... Oh, solid crunch from above. 
Opens a treat. Maybe uh, something like this. A Pepsi bottle. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, that. That's ideal. <laughs> May I demonstrate? <laughs> of course. Hey! Alrighty then, let's be off. Sharpish, please, come on. My car's in the garage. So, Olivia, where are we going? To the home of the devil himself. With that rather ominous comment, we leave you. And I'll go ahead and apologize now in case the group here on Earth tears up your garden on their way to wherever they're going, or if the space cadets drop a satellite on your shed. Just know, it's not personal. They're just not very smart. You've been listening to Bonnie Brantley as Jesse and Donna, Richard Cowan as Leet and Tiberius, Erie Alexander as Julie, Sarah Golding as Mrs. Sheffield, June Clark Eubanks as the Albatross, Tim Sherburn as Colin and Buck, Kevin Hall as Greg, Eric Perry as Joe and Mr. Southers, Aaron Clark as Le Bichon Frise and Ben, Shannon Perry as Olivia and Madeline, and me, and only me, Richard Nadolny as your narrator. Our music is composed and performed by John Faley. Our artwork is by Lucas Elliott. Oz 9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. Thanks to Alan Hopfensberger for this episode's Naming Head 1 contribution. These are some crazy times, space monkeys, so take care and be well. Narrator out. Good morning, Agent Phillips. In a time when things are at their bleak, a terrorist could shut down airport control towers or nuclear power plants. When villains threaten every corner of the globe. Some of the most dangerous people in the world. Only one man has the skills, the wit, and the talent to save us all. The greatest man who ever lived. Secret Agent Chet Phillips. Chet Phillips. Where is Chet Phillips? You know what? Nope. 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 I don't even want to hear the rest. For the first time in agency history, Agent Phillips has declined a mission. Yes! Mission rejected. The adventures of the world's most secret agents. The backups. Skip Granger, master of the code word. Why don't blind people go skydiving? Because it frightens the dog. Mackenzie McGrath, computer genius and identity thief. I'd also like to just point out that my part in your plan seems to be to use $5 million worth of state-of-the-art equipment to change a postage stamp. Bowden Moncrief, actor and master impersonator. You know, I heard from my agent that they're interested in me for the 12th Angry Man at the Don Rickles Dinner Arena. Gloria, former White House intern. Do you see the tiny dots on the coffee cups? It's a ternary code I invented. This one's Earl Grey with half and half. When the hero doesn't want to help, they're the world's only hope. Any questions? Uh, yes. Are these assignments gonna just keep getting more and more terrible? Mission Rejected is a monthly full-cast comedy adventure. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It's the last days of summer, 1920. Do you know where your children are? They should be playing outside. Come on, Chelsea. Mima says we're not allowed to go to this house. We're not even supposed to be on this side of town. Doing their chores. Why aren't these chicken coops clean? Please, Father. I'll be good. I'll be- <laughs> ah! Oh, God! 
obeying their parents. You look me right in the eyes and tell me you didn't steal this bike. Ma, no, I've been helping Mr. Diamond, all right? Lord, don't tell me my son is working at a speakeasy. Exploring their feelings. Let's go over to the apple tree. Gosh, <laughs> okay. But unfortunately for these young fools, the neighborhood bully has other plans. Tonight, you are going to meet me out in front of the old Barnaker house. Howling house? Why? <laughs> now, a boy scout, a tag-along, a doormat, and a delinquent will dare to spend the night in the most haunted estate in Arkham. Will they survive to see the sunrise? Or will they succumb to the hunger of Howling House? Oh boy, to die. What is that thing? Is this, this the witch's library? I'm gonna kill you! Not tonight! Roger, make him stop! No! You watch! Run away, little ones. I'm so hungry. Listen to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's award-winning season, Night at Howling House. The complete story, available everywhere you listen to podcasts, and at CthulhuMystery.com. All the, all the outs and free. All the outs and free. <laughs>